Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to the Clark Howard Show. You know, our mission is simple to serve and empower you to make better financial decisions in your life. You know, I want to tell you how grateful I am that you listen, and I hope that you'll subscribe if you like what you're hearing. In today's episode, I'm going to update you on the GameStop frenzy and what I think it really means for the future of the stock market. So GameStop became this uh, populist uprising that went across the political spectrum. What I learned from the GameStop mania was that there's a lot of anger and resentment in America towards the Wall Street elites. And people thought it was just awesome that these really rich fat cats were whining that they were losing billions to ordinary investors. And that's cool. But the thing about investing is that there's been a separation in people's minds between the real value of a company and the value of its stock. You know, the the thing that got set off on Reddit and when my 15-year-old son every day gives me a report on what's going on on the Reddit boards and what they're saying about this company or that one or what they're saying about silver or whatever it is. And it's this uh, investing by kind of an ad hoc committee. The problem I have for you and your wallet is if you're just playing with some money, that's fine. But if you're putting money that you actually are going to need to live on or for your long-term financial security, know that what's involved in what's being posted on Reddit are not real investing strategies. I mean, you are investing, but you're really more engaging in speculation or gambling. And it's cool when it works, but what happens when a company ends up way beyond its actual real value is that there are people who on the roller coaster ride up if they buy at the right exact second sell at the right exact second they're doing awesome but the people who bought from them when the roller coaster takes its scary ride back down they're the ones who get their wallets cleaned out and i think that this reminds me a lot of something that happened a generation ago before many people that are investing through Robinhood were even alive or were just young babes in diapers, hopefully their parents buying generic diapers instead of brand name, but whatever, that we went through something called the dot-bomb crash where values in 98 and 99 went through the roof for companies that had never made a penny 
And the more money they lost, the higher their stocks went up. And they were all what are known as story stocks. And the way those stories ended, they weren't like bedtime stories with happy endings. They were really ugly with companies that lost huge amounts of investors' money in the billions. And what was similar then to what's been going on lately with the trades in stocks of unloved companies that suddenly go way up and then take their ride back down, what was consistent then that is again happening now is that overwhelmingly the people that were doing this were investors that were smaller investors and in cases were borrowing money that they couldn't afford to lose. You know, one of the things that's been going on this time also happened in 98 and 99, and that is that people were borrowing on what's known as margin in order to place bigger positions. And then when a stock starts its fall, you get hit with a margin call, which is where you have to pay off your loan basically in a nanosecond. If you don't have the money, your whole position is sold out and wiped out. So this is something that is not for the faint of heart because as we saw back when the 98-99 mania ended in 2000, we had a massive decline in the stock market that took many, many, many years to recover from. There are conditions today that somewhat mirror that. And so think about investing is something you're doing for a long time or a lifetime, not for today's hot stock, hot precious metal, whatever it is. If you have money that's your play money and you want to play these games, go for it. On the other hand, if it's money you really, really got to have, this is too hot to handle and you'll get burned bad in the kitchen and Krista you were with me in way back in 1999 I was which was a song also right mm-hmm. <laughs> the and, song was more celebratory than what what happened with uh with the stock market yeah and it was it was really something that that people that were financial analysts just were shaking their heads at they couldn't understand how these stocks back then were going up and up and up and up, which they did till they didn't. And when the air let out of the balloon, it was fast. You know, it we, was brutal. We talked about our 15-year-old sons um, when, when you talked about this on another episode, but I'll have to give you an update that mine got his dad to buy him. He gave his dad some cash and got him to buy uh, a stock that was another speculative one from Reddit that he had seen. And he has now lost like 70% of the money he gave his dad. So I think it was a really good lesson for him. Only a good lesson if people don't just go away and say investing's not for them. Yeah, no, he still thinks he's pretty smart. (laughs) Well, you do have a very smart son. (laughs) The thing is, I don't want people, if they get burned through this wave of um, Reddit-inspired mania... Mm -hmm to not turn away from investing, say that it's just not worth it, it's too risky, whatever. That's why you have to think, 
widely diversified and long-term, not a single stock that you can own for hours or days. And I know, the I've said it again and again, I am the dullest human being alive. And see, you're nodding your head. It's that true. is incorrect. It is true. Oh, no. I am extremely dull. And my philosophies about investing are extremely dull. And so I want you to have financial security. And you know what? If people are having fun getting animated and talking to each other about this trading symbol or that one or whatever, and what's going to happen with this one or that one, know that I would be the person that would put you to sleep talking about how you build a portfolio with index funds or in a retirement account with a target retirement fund. Because what I'm about is you ending up with real financial wealth, real financial security over time, not the quick score. With that having been said, let's go to your questions as Mr. Dullsville is ready to answer them. <laughs> well, Clark, Eddie in Georgia seems like he might want to get in on the game. He says, is it safe to give the Robinhood app my social security number? I want to sign up for it, but I'm not so sure now. Any investment house, you have to give your social security number just like any bank. They use it to comply with federal rules for tax reporting and also to verify your identity. And so you got to give it to them. Now, we have new reviews at Clark.com of various investment houses. And I know Robin Hood has kind of taken a black eye the last couple of weeks. But go look at what we have in our reviews since so many places offer free trading and even number offer you the ability to uh, buy uh, fractional shares, which is just a dollar amount of a company at no trading cost. See which particular one fits most what you're interested in. And Kevin also has a related question. He's from Florida and says, I want to try trading stocks on my own. A few years ago, I opened a Charles Schwab account, but I never funded it. Should I go ahead and fund the account or would you prefer another company to work with? I'm new to trading stocks, but now ready to give it a shot. Charles Schwab's great. I mean, you know, if you look at who has the market share in the United States now, there are three behemoths that have most of the market share. They're Vanguard, which is the second largest financial house in the world. Uh, they're not really geared towards the small investor. And Schwab and Fidelity, who both have tried to be entry points for people with whatever money they have. I mean, Fidelity, you can have a dollar and open an account. So if you have a Schwab account that you have not activated by putting money in it, I think that's great. They are a very good company. And then so many questions are coming in about this, Clark. Matthew in Oklahoma says, I just received a revision of terms for my Chase credit card. I'm wondering what red flags I should be looking for and whether it's time to jump ship. I've had this card for six to seven years now. We pay it off bi-monthly. It is the only card we use. So what Chase did in their terms of service was first they gave people an explanation that made sense only to lawyers and only when a lawyer was briefed by a lawyer who wrote it. But as I interpret the Chase terms, and I knew this was going to come up because they're the second largest issuer of cards in the United States. And I'm not a lawyer, but I sussed out reading this that there are two aspects that are extremely anti-consumer of what Chase is saying. 
first they're offering something as if it's a benefit that's actually not at all, where you can take certain transactions you do on a Chase card and pay them off in installments at very high interest. Now, this is because Chase is losing market share to the various outfits I've talked about that allow you to pay things off in installments of typically four months to 18 months at zero interest that are fast-growing offers that you'll see at a place you're buying health and beauty aids or so many different places. They're vastly superior to what Chase is saying to its cardholders. The second thing Chase has done is they're now saying that certain transactions you do you're not even going to know till after the fact, from my reading of it, when you get a bill, Chase is going to treat the transactions as if they are a cash advance instead of a traditional purchase, charging you interest from day one and all the awful junky costs that come with that. And so Chase has become potentially a dangerous card for you to have in your wallet. And I encourage Chase Bank to... Come clean, explain in simple English what they're trying to do, because my read of it is this is a lose for consumers compounded by another lose for consumers. And we got more for you coming straight ahead on today's podcast. And I want to tell you that if I later discover that I'm uh, being too harsh on Chase, I'll do what I always do. I will tell you that I harshed on him too much, but I don't think so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You never know when you're talking to people on a podcast what strikes a nerve. And I've had two people ask me about the Amazon misadventure I talked about where I ordered an item that was supposed to be delivered in two days. It was a combination uh, bed frame box spring and it went missing, never showed up and every day would say it was coming the next day. Finally, I followed Krista's suggestion did a chat with Amazon, worked beautifully, Krista, thank you. Amazon, uh, immediately with the chat, ordered me another one. Uh, I was supposed to be delivered the next day. It took five days, but did show up. But that's not even the punchline. So the funniest thing, we have another one of these uh, combination box spring frame things that are, they're really the future of how betting is going to work in the country where you have a platform you have one of these combo things instead of a traditional frame with a box spring 
And so um, my wife didn't want me to order the same one we had before because she wanted one that was taller. So I found one on Amazon that was taller and ordered it. It was $40 more than the one I'd ordered before from walmart.com. It's the Amazon when the first one went missing, never showed up. Second one showed up after five days. And I mean, not exactly a hardship. So my son and I build the thing, put it in place. And I'm like, this doesn't look any different than the one we got from Walmart for $40 less. So I went and got a tape measure and they were exactly the same height. (laughs) And what Amazon had done was they had counted the distance off the ground differently than Walmart did, adding five inches to the measurement. So I need to send the replacement for Jeff Bezos uh, a ruler. I won't buy it on Amazon because it'll be too expensive, but I'll buy one like a Dollar Tree and send it to him. And, and he can measure and see. So I wasted all those days and $40 on something that was actually the same exact as the Walmart. How many meals is that you're going to have to skip now? So 40 bucks. Uh, well, I, you know, I use a lot of electronic coupons and stuff. And, uh, you know, my last lunch I had was uh, Lean Cuisine that was $1.29. So if I eat lean cuisine every day, then I'd have to skip uh, 30-something lunches. Boy. That would be a lot of days. with. The, I mean, the lunches lean cuisine was only 350 calories. So it wasn't like I was pounding on the calories. So was that too indulgent to talk about no. Amazon that way? Nope. No, no. All right, you it, it get... was funny. I mean, it wasn't a ripoff. It was just misleading. Right, right. Yep. So what you got for me, Okay, Krista? let's see. Well, Doe in Florida says, why is the IRS sending letters and snail mail with social security numbers? We received interest earned statements with ours on them. So the IRS is considered to be the ultimate legitimate business purpose. And it would make sense to me with all the problems with identity theft that the IRS send only partial social security numbers on their mail. But I have correspondence from the IRS. I I get too much from them. uh, That has my social security number right there. And I don't know if they've really considered going to partials for your social security number. But I think this shows, again, your social security number is out there so much. We were talking about it just moments ago with somebody having to give it to open a Robinhood account or any stock brokerage or bank account. And this is why you hear me like a broken record for 15 years now talking about credit freeze. That if you've not done it, I know millions of Americans have, but many millions more have not. That that's the best thing you can do to protect yourself from somebody misusing your social security numbers. Not foolproof, doesn't prevent every form of havoc somebody would cause in your life. But if you go to Clark.com, look at our credit freeze guide, we'll walk you through how to do it. All right, Erica in Oregon says, hello Clark, a while back, I think you mentioned waiting to purchase a new or gently used car until roughly this spring due to higher vehicle demand and low inventory due to COVID. I'm hoping to purchase a new car in the next three months or so, but I'm 
also would like to get some feedback from you before I do. When do you think is a good time to purchase in 2021 to get the most value? Great question. There have been some real deals over the last few weeks on leftover 20 model year vehicles that, you know, it's it's really ugly for manufacturers and for dealers if they have new 2020 models still sitting there. And here we are in the second month of 21. So if you could buy now and you keep a vehicle a good long time and you decide to buy new, then looking for the leftover 20s would be a significantly good deal. It could save you somewhere around 8% off the purchase price of a vehicle versus buying a 21 model year. If you're looking at used, the unfortunate uh, increase in the breakout of coronavirus of late has led to softness in the used vehicle market that has not been there in a long time. And I've been uh, spending a lot of time on the sites and I'll do things where I'll, I'll like a vehicle and I've been doing this online and then see if I get any response later and two vehicles and I'm not even in the market. For You're one. swiping left on it. Yeah. So <laughs> right. Two vehicles recently, I've gotten notices that the prices of the vehicles have been cut and one of them was cut $3,200. And so some vehicles are sitting now, not as loved as they were for months and months and months. And so you may find a better opportunity now. Uh, I expect that as manufacturing gets ramped up to normal volumes, which it still is not, that the demand for vehicles has declined. For new vehicles, you'll see some of the ones that have been really, really hot and dealers have been running up the price of them that that will certainly lessen over the next few months. But the real opportunity right now, uh, compared to what we've had of late, is used and late model year, last model year new. Okay, now Cindy is also looking for a car. She says, I'm buying a car through eBay, and the only way to buy is using prepaid cards. What should I do? That is uh, 100% a scam. I hope that we've reached you in time that you don't do this. Uh, eBay, if you buy on eBay, you would be paying through PayPal with a legitimate purchase. And somebody who's trying to get you to do any kind of card payment is someone who's trying to scam you out of your money. And unfortunately, in my TV work, I've done stories about this so many times I can't even count. And it just keeps working with the criminals being able to convince people that they really have that vehicle, they're really selling it to you, and before you know it, your money's taken a one-way trip and there is no vehicle. Kristen in Georgia says, I recently heard that some people save up their charitable giving budgets and make larger lump sum gifts once every two to three years as a means to have deductions over the standard deduction thereby reducing taxes in that giving year. Any thoughts on this? A very common thing people do, and there's a way that people do it most often now, by donating a lump sum when you've got it to what's known as a donor-advised fund, which is something that, uh, that you can do with most any 
stockbroker. The biggest of them all, I think, is with Charles Schwab. Um, but they all have these where you donate either cash or the best deal is to donate uh, stocks or mutual funds that you have had a run-up in value in. You get a double tax benefit then. And you donate to this fund, and then from it, at your leisure, over time, you donate to the charities you want to give to. You don't get a second charitable deduction. You only got the first one. But you're able to donate at will over time to the causes that you choose. And that concludes today's podcast. I want to thank you so much for being part of our Team Clark community. If you have enjoyed this, please subscribe, review it. And if you need more advice, you'd like one-on-one advice, that's something we've been doing for 28 years where you can talk with a member of Team Clark for free at our Consumer Action Center. I'll give you the phone number now, or you can, I'll tell you how to find it later, 470-284-7137. That's 470-284-7137. Or you can see ours, all the particulars, and that number again at clark.com slash CAC.